That's very funny because I was just sitting here thinking about how in Genesis it says that and there was darkness and chaos that covered the earth. And God said, let there be light. And when he spoke light, that light that he spoke into existence has never ended. He spoke, let there be light. And that light is continuing even till today. He spoke, let there be light to get rid of the darkness and the chaos that hovered over the earth. And he brought order and he revealed, he got rid of darkness because light was spoken into it. That light that he spoke into existence for all of eternity is going to be covering the earth. God, we thank you that there's nothing that can cause your word to end, God. When you said, let there be light, God, that light never ends. It's always there. It's always available, God, throughout eternity. I agree with Shelly, God, that you come and you, di- you dispel darkness, God, but not by fighting the darkness, God. You just bring light into situations and the darkness leaves. God, we just right now, we speak light into every situation, God. We speak light into darkness, God. We speak order into where there's chaos, God. So I'm just going to get Amy to, let's just sing this again, just this chorus, and just declare his faithfulness. I just love that, God. He's because when, when, when we invite that light in, he's faithful to come. He is faithful to come. And so, Lord, we just invite your light, the light of your glory, the light that when, when it comes, if things come into the light, they, they become light. They become visible. And so, Lord, I just pray that, God, you would just empower this, us as a body to, Lord, just experience the fullness of just light, experiencing the light into this dark world. We would be that light into this dark world, God. Because you've lit us up. Because you've lit us up. So, Lord, we just declare that faithfulness. So let's just sing this again, just declaring his faithfulness. Come on, declare it to him. just declare that, God, that you are faithful. We speak it, Lord. Maybe we're not even in a position to even a total heart, a heartfelt like response, but Lord, we speak it in faith, God, that you're faithful to the end, because we know you are. We know you are, God. 
Lord, and I just pray that, that those, those words would come true. Lord, I thank you for the body that paints a full picture. Lord, it just can't be one or two people, Lord, that this body paints the full picture. And, and then the fact that you bring the light to dispel darkness, God. We just speak the yes and amen to those words, God. Speak the yes and amen to you, the word that we can be thankful and f- declare that you're faithful. And Lord, we bless you this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, you can make your way back to your seats. Thank you, worship team. Awesome. Good. Wow. Good morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, Good morning. Mark Akers, could you turn the lights on? I see all of the elementary kids making their way to DP Kids. Can you guys just extend your hand to this door here? Lord, we, we bless this generation as they are receiving your word. Lord, I, I speak over Ted Keys and his team as they share the word today. Lord, that your word is vibrant. It is life. Lord, it, it is empowering. Lord, we thank you that you're raising up saints on swim teams and in Boy Scouts and in Royal Rangers and, uh, Lord, out on baseball fields and in Lego clubs. Lord, we thank you that you're putting the word in them, that it would be life and vibrant in the highways and in the byways for your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. How many of you are thankful for all of you that work in, stand up if you work in one of our our children's programs. Stand up right fast. One, two, three. There's many of you. You're not alone. Can we appreciate these people? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for each of you. I'm thankful for how our children speak to us because sometimes they just cut out the nonsense and they just say it. You know, and sometimes we need to hear it just in that black and white. So um, this is the first Sunday of the month, and we normally uh, take a 100% offering by basket to go um, out into the highway and byway. And so um, this month, we're going to do something a little differently. You received a uh, green handout called Fleece Roanoke. There are 49 days until Christmas. I know that none of you are thinking about that as you go into retail. Um, I mean, I'm only thankful that that Christmas is 49 days away because it got rid of a lot of stuff I don't like seeing in the store. But nonetheless, um, one of the ways that we reach out to our community is we fleece them with the love of Christ through physical needs. And so I'm so thankful for uh, Deanne and Jason Johnson who lead us in this this ministry. But um, for this month, we're going to be collecting these things. You'll see a big silver package out in the foyer that you can put them in. I so appreciate their heart that when I said, well, what about people cleaning out their closets? And I said, I have a lot of fleece stuff that looks new. And, and they said, you know what? How are we communicating someone's worth? It? And they said, we want to cre- if I want to give worth to Kay, I'm going to give her something brand new. Because I want to be able to extend how Christ makes you new, right? And so I just encourage you in that. You also see there's some, some food needs. It's a blessing I've gotten to go before and, and do this handout. So I want to make you aware of that. Many of you have called me this week and you said, did we, make, did we bring in enough money for the piano? This is not the new piano. 
This is a standby, a travel piano that goes with Janelle, and she graciously has brought it in. We moved the other one out because last week it was a trapeze act uh, with the other piano there. Many of you asked, what about repairing that old piano? It looks great because we've taken great care of it, but the parts are not there. It would cost as much to try to fix it and rebuild it. Um, and, and so um, we are buying a new piano, um, but I need your help because we haven't, haven't hit that amount. And so you can go online. I think Kim's probably flashing a code up there. You just have to make sure you use the drop-down that says sound system. So I wanted to give you an update on that. I also want you to know that um, someone asked me yesterday, hey, is there going to be an adult choir for Christmas? Well, only if you sign up. <laughs> we needed to see if there's interest. There's a few days left on that Christmas survey. And so um, on the tails of it are coming in um, a website survey. Um, and all those surveys, there's a drawing for a uh, Kroger gift card, so I want you to know about that. Um, also, some of you stay in town for Thanksgiving. Not everyone goes somewhere else, and some people are by themselves. They're either a single or the rest of their family are traveling, and so if you have an extra seat uh, at, at Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving um, dinner, we would like to know that in the office if you're here by yourself and would like to join someone for Thanksgiving. We'd love, like to know that. We are a prophetic people but we can't read your calendars. So um, I, I definitely need your, need your help on that. So the other thing, and I'm, this may come out this morning, but today is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and our church does participate with a community prayer gathering. Tonight it's at 7 p.m. at Blacksburg Christian Fellowship, and I just encourage you to come for two reasons. One is prayer is a great thing to do. It's the way, it's the highway into the kingdom of God. The second reason is because it's great to cross over this boundary called dwelling place into this thing called the church, Amen. the church of Jesus Christ, the church of, of, of the heavens, which is us getting outside of a boundary of a building and praying with our brothers and sisters in the, in the different churches. And so it's a great time. I know some of us will be there, and, and so I want to make sure I'll go ahead and invite everyone. I don't know if you all are doing that. But. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I'm just checking this. Isn't this great? Don't you appreciate Kim? Yeah. I'm just going to read this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And I think Kim chose an appropriate picture there. I mean, his, his love as it endures, it's just he wants us to be full and smile. Can we appreciate Kim? We don't always see what Kim's doing. Yeah. Um. Very cool. I, I, I just love the fact, I, I just love the body of Christ, uh, my pastoral heart, but I just think, I love the fact that we have so many different type of voices in this body, like, because otherwise I would just be Mr. Pastor Confined. I love it when I get around the Joe and Michelle Davidsons of life because they bring out the evangelistic nature that's probably in me that I don't even know yet, you know, that brings that out. And I, you know, I love that when I get around the, the Jared and uh, Jim's and Leanne's of life that they bring out the prophetic in me, and, and that's cool, too. And, and um, But, uh, you know, there's another couple in our body that's been bringing some flavor and life out of me in relationship to prayer and worship, uh, intercession. And, um, and Ben and Danielle have been the, that couple that's been really leading us, especially on Wednesdays. If you haven't ever been to a Wednesday, I encourage you, come out, just soak in the presence of God, soak in just the re revelation of God, come intercede, pray, whatever, and it's kind of a 
kind of a you know a openness to that that you don't you're not confined to to, to anything but come and pray and worship with the the group on Wednesdays I I'm I always I always hate teaching I like teaching a class because I like teaching but I always hate teaching a class because I miss that part of Wednesday night so I just encourage you to do that they're going to come and share and I, I and before they do we're going to I just want I want I want to show a video um the Lisa Robertson uh, I don't even know if she's here no, <laughs> I see Jeff, but I don't see Lisa. Uh, Lisa Robertson, um, you know, she sent a video, and, and it's it's kind of cool. Um, Franklin Graham has, there's just a bunch of different things that have happened this year. You think about the Azuzu gathering in California. You think about the pastors gathering at the same time in Washington. You think about the fact that Together 2016 was this year. You think about even uh, recently we were praying for the Indians that were um, gathering on the uh, mall to repent. You think about you know, just all these different prayer type intercession calling on. I mean, there's just been a lot of calling out this year. And so I, I believe that the, the prayers of the saints are going to make a difference for sure. Um, but Franklin Graham has done a 50-state tour, I believe. He's hit every 50 states, gone to every Capitol building and had a rally of sorts, a prayer rally of encouragement not to – they're not trying to figure out who's supposed to be in there or not. He's just saying – pray, vote, you know, get involved. That's the, to engage. And so I just want to show the last, uh, there's about a 26-minute video, so I'm going to just show, there's a two-minute clip that I just want to show and encourage us in that. Pray. Good. That's a good little clip, isn't it, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just felt like the Lord really had put a word, really already, on Ben and Danielle's hearts uh, in relationship to this engagement. So I'm going to get them to come up and pray. And I just encourage you. I felt like, man, as soon as I prayed something this morning, I felt like it was what they were going to be giving us. I don't have. I don't even know who was downstairs. I was upstairs doing some things that I needed to get done. and Somebody was downstairs watching um, Esther and Mordecai. I don't know who was watching that movie. You were watching it. <laughs> so Leah was watching it. So I kind of caught a glimpse of that. And so it was, was kind of on my heart. But then this morning I prayed, and, and I felt like the Lord was saying that Ben and Danielle, even as just in this minute and this ministry of prayer, really is like that. It's like, you remember, 
you know, there was a call that, you know, the nation of the Jews were, you know, is in the balance. You know, there was a kind of a in the balance type feel. And I, I don't know if you guys have felt that, you know, in the United States, you kind of feel in the balance. And, and sometimes you feel like you don't, you can't do anything. Like, what, am, what, what would I make a difference? What would make a difference for me? You know, and you kind of just get in that place. Well, you know, I, I really don't know how to change things. And, and, and the Lord spoke something to Esther in that. And, and he said, you know, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews somewhere else. Who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this? And I'm like, man, wait a second. Pretty sure he calls us priests, royalty. Didn't, didn't he? Am, am I mistaken in that? Did I get that right? There, there's a place he calls us out into royalty. And he's saying, and he, I felt like in the spirit, what the, and this is just for us, for you to be able to reach out and grab. I felt, you remember when, when uh, Esther was afraid to go into the courts? You know, because obviously, even as a queen, she could have been killed, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's why she was afraid to go. You know, but the reality is, when she stepped in, he was extending the scepter. And, and I feel like what they're doing today is handing, allowing us to reach for the scepter. He's, they're, he's, they're handing it out to us. And so I just want to set them up because I felt like so strong when I prayed that. The Lord says, if you will receive this, if you will go with them, you know, and they might take us you, to, to some prayer things and some things that we can engage in. So that's good. But if you reach for the, will, will we, you reach out for the scepter and grab it? Because he's inviting us to come in. So I'm just going to pray for them. Lord, I just thank you for Ben and Danielle. Thank you for your just call on their lives, God. Not only just to this body, just to be body people, God. To be a part of this body, a family of Christ. And thank you, Father, how they lead us with their passion and heart for just getting before you. Lord, I know when, when, the, he's, when Ben starts praying, I want to pray, God. I want to intercede, Lord. That, and when Danielle starts singing, declaring, God, I want to sing and declare, God. And so... Lord, I know that calls in them to draw us out, to draw the body of Christ out, Lord, of where they're at, into intercession, into prayer, and, and, and into that de declaration, into the Spirit, to, to be able to be those Esthers for such a time as this, God, for such a time as this, that we can make a difference, even from Franklin calling us forth to go and make a difference, and we just thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen, amen. David, you got, can you grab that on? David, you got, you got that? Cool. I like the handheld better anyway, because, you know, <laughs> praying on Wednesday nights and stuff like that. Bring this mic stand up. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. All right. It's good to see your beautiful faces. Uh, I'd like to thank Franklin Graham for that introduction. Uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Um, but man, wow, what a, what a call to engage, right? Man, that was powerful. And that really is um, what I hope will come forth this morning is a call to, our engage, to engage. And we're actually, uh, we're going to do something a little different this morning. We're not just going to hear the word, but
but we're going to do the word this morning. We're going to get a chance to practice the word. So, um, you know, I felt like these past few weeks from back when Daniel uh, spoke to us uh, about fixing our eyes on Jesus, about even though everything in this world might be shaking, we've received an unshakable kingdom, right? And then Mitch came along and he challenged us once again in our poverty mindsets, you know, to are we thinking about our lack? Or are we thinking about the abundance that's available to us in heaven? And then Leanne uh, came last week and she gave us a lesson in the physics of heaven, right? She taught us how to pop a quiff. So if you weren't here last week, you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? But I would really encourage you to go back and listen to that word. It was powerful, powerful word. Um, you know, she also taught us about posturing ourselves, right? Are we positioning ourselves to kick the ball through the field goal of life, right? So I want to start this morning by going back to something that Mitch actually touched on two weeks ago. And if you remember, Mitch walked us through Mark 6, 7, and 8, talked about the feeding of the 4,000, and then Jesus walking on water and the feeding of the 5,000. And um, it was after... I believe it was after the, uh, Jesus walked on water that it said they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. And so as I was hearing Mitch say that, I'm like, all right, God, like, what is the insight? What insight did Jesus want them to gain that they didn't gain? And so as I was pondering that, I was reminded um, a couple years ago of Tom Burby, who if you've been here a while, of course you know who Tom Burby is, but um, he's elder emeritus, so to speak, uh, in this body. Um, but he spoke a word, I think, on the very same passage, and he was talking about dominion. Because so, I was thinking, what does multiplying food and Jesus walking on water have in common? What was Jesus trying to get them to understand? And I think he was trying to get them to understand that they've been called to exercise dominion over creation, right? Exercise dominion over the earth. So that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about this morning. Um, if you would turn to me, turn to me, turn, <laughs> turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 16, starting with verse 13. And it's so cool, actually, in the gospel of Mark, um, what we're about to read takes place immediately after, Mitch, after the feeding of the 5,000. So we're almost just picking up right off. And it was cool how uh, Jared was even speaking some of this stuff this morning. So Matthew 16, if we have it. Uh, it starts maybe with, I'll just read it. It says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he began asking his disciples, saying, who do people say that the Son of Man is. And they said, some say John the Baptist and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I, say also, I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not overpower it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples, the disciples that they should tell no one that he was the Christ. Father, I just pray this morning, God, that you would release living understanding from your word. God, that you release something supernatural this morning, something from heaven. God, that you would give to us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of yourself and in the knowledge of who we are in Christ Jesus. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So there is so much, man, just that you could talk about in these eight verses, but I want to start by focusing specifically on verse 18. Uh, Jesus says, I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. So, you know, you might know that the rock that Jesus is referring to isn't Peter, right? In the Greek, Peter is Petros. It means stone. But when he says the rock that he's going to build his church on, that's Petra. That's the bedrock, the revelation that Peter just had, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So, you know, for the past, um, let's see, you know, I, yeah, I want to focus on, the, on that word church this morning because words matter, right? I don't know if you're a words person. Some people aren't. Some people are. I'm a, I'm a words guy, right? Words matter to me. They're important because I think we've heard Daniel say words define culture, Right? It matters, the words that we use and the words that we understand. Um, because what if we were to use the wrong word? Or what if we were to not understand the word that Jesus used? I think then we could find ourselves building something that Jesus isn't actually building, right? I don't know about you, but I want to build with Jesus, right? I, I, look, life is too short to, to build our own stuff, to build something different. Guys, I don't have time to build something else, right? I want to build what Jesus is building. It, it says in Psalm 127:1, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain who build it. I don't want to labor in vain, guys. And the, the other part to this is I want to be part of the thing that Jesus says the gates of Hades will not be able to overpower, right? I want to be part of that thing, you know? I want to come out of this on the overcoming side. And if Jesus says he's building his church, that the gates of Hades won't overpower, I want to be part of that thing. I want to build with Jesus. So let's look at this word in verse 18. It's been translated as the word church in English for about 500 years or so. Um, in the Greek, it's the word ekklesia, and uh, you can see straight out of Blue Letter Bible right there. You know I'm not lying to you. You can pull it up on your phones. So ecclesia, it's actually, it's a compound word. It comes from two words. One, ek, meaning uh, out of, and kaleo, meaning to call. So you might have heard people say the church are the called out ones, right? And that is absolutely 100% true. I think sometimes we stop short there and we just say, oh, we're just called out in terms of, our salvation, right, in terms of our holiness. We're called out to be separate from the world, which is 100% true. But what I want to submit to you today is that there is something more. There's something deeper. We're actually called out for a purpose. So uh, you can see, 
you actually honestly may not be able to see, but uh, that, that second box there, you know, Strong's lexicon, it, it defines ecclesia as uh, a popular meeting, especially a religious congregation, uh, Jewish or Christian on earth or saints in heaven or both, assembly, church, right? Now that sounds pretty general because that is the general meaning for the word ecclesia. It is, um, it is an assembly. But when we look deeper at how this word was used in its historical context, we understand more about what Jesus was really saying. What did the word ecclesia mean to the disciples when they heard Jesus say, I'm going to build my ecclesia upon this revelation that the gates of Hades won't um, be able to prevail against. So um, <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking uh, some of you, if you've been here for a while, you might remember Tommy Nauman. He used to, used to jokingly say he's a Swedish uh, apostle, church planner uh, in the Balkans. And he used to say that uh, Jesus came so that we could meet and meet more abundantly. And uh, no offense, Tulio, meetings are amazing, and I love them. Um, <laughs> I love you, Tulio. Um, but, it's, but that's not the reality, right? It's not just meetings for the sake of meetings. It's for something different. Um, I've been reading this book uh, called Dean Briggs. Uh, not called Dean Briggs. It's by Dean Briggs. It's called Ecclesia Rising. I'm going to reference it a few times this morning. There it is. I highly recommend it. Um, in, th in this book, Dean says that the ecclesia, he says it wasn't just an assembly. It was a ruling assembly, that it was governmental, that there's something about the ecclesia that involves rulership. It was made up of every male citizen from the age of 18 and up. It would, could consist of up to 6,000 people, um, but however many were needed to, cons to have a quorum, basically. And the ecclesia had a pretty wide range of functions. Uh, it was involved in actively participating in legislation. It had the authority to elect officials, military generals, chief magistrates. It had the authority to ban citizens and in certain cases could make judicial decisions. So, right, this was a people called out for a specific purpose. Um, Dean quotes uh, this guy, Oscar Seyfert, in the Dictionary of Classical Antiquities. Uh, he says, uh, Ecclesia was originally described, used to describe the assembly of the people which in Greek cities had the power of final decision in public affairs. Did you hear that? The Ecclesia has the power of final decision in public affairs. Now, I, I, can't, I just can't help but think that Jesus is saying, I've called my ecclesia to have, I've given them the power of final decision in public affairs, right? So how do we, how do we do that? You know, I believe he's called us to rule with him, to exercise dominion with him. So how do we do it? Let's go back. We'll look uh, at verse 19. Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And it's actually from um, two chapters later in Matthew 18. We actually understand this from the context there a little bit better that Jesus is referring to prayer. 
So if you would turn with me to Matthew 18, verse 18. How you guys doing? Good. All right, Matthew 18, 18. Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three have gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what does binding and loosening mean, right? Binding and loosening actually has to do with permission, with what you permit. Uh, some of you might have um, New American Standard keyword Greek Hebrew study Bibles, as is favored among Rick and others. And if you do uh, have that, um, you'll see in the margin there, there's a little footnote that says that uh, you could actually read this passage this way. Whatever you shall forbid on earth shall have been forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth shall have been permitted in heaven. Do we have that, do we have that slide? Oh, there it is. Cool. So two things I just want to highlight um, about that. One is that, you know, in in binding and loosening and what we permit or do not permit in prayer, we're not going rogue, right? We're not shooting from the hip, you know, asking heaven to ratify our own, you know, wants and desires. We're actually coming into agreement with what God has already established in heaven, with what God has permitted or forbidden in heaven. Why, why can we, with confidence, rebuke cancer in the name of Jesus? Because God hasn't permitted cancer in heaven, right? There's no, there's no cancer in heaven. So with the authority that Christ has given us, we can say, cancer, be gone in Jesus' name. Get out of this person's body in the name of Jesus. He's given us that authority. So we're coming into agreement, not with our own will, not with our own decisions, but with de the decisions that God has already made in heaven. Let's look at Psalm uh, 149 real quick. It says, let the godly, godly ones exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is an honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Now, you guys understand we're not warring against flesh and blood, right? Our battle isn't against Hillary or Trump or the guy next door or even that annoying cat outside. That's not what our battle is against, right? Our battle against the rulers and the authorities, the spiritual forces of wickedness, in the heavenly places. And, you know, this is a perfect example. It says we're executing on them the judgment written, right? It's not our own judgment. It's, it's what I believe, my conviction is, it's, it's the word of God. Psalm 119.89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It's that that we're declaring, that thing that's unchangeable. Yeah, you know, it's like, um, it's like Shelly, you know, exhorted us this morning. Man, Wednesday night, just my favorite thing to do. 
just declare who God is, right? How, how incredibly beautiful Jesus is. I, I promise you, you take 15 minutes and declare the beauty of Jesus, whatever was troubling you is probably not going to bother you anymore, right? Because you feel, you've illuminated your body, your soul, right, with light, with the very light of God, with the beauty of who Jesus is, and that light just completely dispels darkness. So I just want to reiterate again, our battle, it's not against flesh and blood. It's not about reviling angelic majesties, as we're warned by Peter and, and Jude, but it's about coming into agreement with the word of God, with what's already been spoken in heaven, and by praying the way that Jesus taught us to pray. Matthew 6, 9, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I'm going to invite Danielle to come up. I just want to transition with this, uh, this one verse. It's 1 John 5, 14. I don't have it up there. But it says, this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked from him. Guys, dude, that's money in the bank right there. That is a promise we can take to the bank. So what, what's the exhortation there, right? To, to know the will of God, to ask according to the will of God. So Danielle's going to share a little bit about intercession and how it relates to knowing his will. Okay, thank you. He's so good. <laughs> that one. That's good, too. That one's good. Um, yes. So, let's get it. Ruling assembly. Not just meeting, not just to be. I mean, it's great to have a family. You know, it's great. It gives you a lot of security individually, right? But there's a higher purpose that the Lord has that he, it was foundational to what he was building, and it was a ruling assembly that would extend his kingdom into the earth. That's what he was after, this ruling assembly that will extend his kingdom into the earth, right? I mean, we, like, we weren't called to be thermometers. Anyone can feel what's going on in, in the world, you know? We were called to be thermostats. We were called to change things. We were called to set the temperature. We don't yield to the temperature and just be like, oh, it feels like this. No. We are called to actually change. Yeah. And we are called to, yeah. to do that by, you know, extending his kingdom, the kingdom of the Lord. Um, in Isaiah 9, which I love, I just park there all day long. Um, it says, unto us a child, son is born, unto us a child is given, the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. There will be no end to the increase of his government and peace, okay? That's where we come in, you guys. We come in to help increase his government and his peace on the earth. That's our job. That's our job corporately. That's our job individually. So let's see where I am. That was free of charge. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've been having so much fun on Wednesday night, you guys. Uh, in Isaiah 56, it says that, um, that the nations will come to the house of the Lord with joy, 
and be and joyfully be in his house of prayer. And we've been experiencing that. It's so fun. Just so much joy in his house of prayer. All right. Let's get through this so we can get cracking and pray. Um, all right. I'm going to talk about intercession. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we, we went, Ben and I taught at Brandon's class on, he has classes in supernatural gifts. We taught about intercession. And I was like, you know, I've never actually looked up what intercession means, you know? Like, I, I think I know what it means, but I've never actually dug any, done any digging and looked it up. So um, I did. And, um, you know, traditional definition in my mind was like, okay, you stand in the gap, you know? And there's some truth to that in the way it plays out, but actually it just means, like, meet. You just meet. It's kind of like an encounter. So um, it's, it's actually a pretty common word. It gets used a lot for, like, meeting. I just met somebody, you know, on the road. So so and so met so this other person. You know, it's it's frequently translated as just to meet. So um, let's see. I want to meet. Okay, I'm gonna meet Brian St. Clair. Okay, can you stand up? Um, let's pretend we're in Walmart and we're shopping and we're gonna meet each other at Walmart. Okay. Okay, let's pretend we're in Kroger, and we're shopping, and we're going to meet each other in Kroger, okay? So here we go. We're going to, I'm shopping, you're shopping, we're going to meet, okay? Whatever you want. Okay, so then, then I go, um, I go up to Kenzie, and I'm like, Kenzie, I met Brian St. Clair at Kroger, okay? But then Kenzie goes to Brian St. Clair, and she's like, and she's like, hey, I heard you met Danielle at Kroger. And he's like, uh, it was kind of weird. Like, she saw me, I think, but she didn't really talk to me. So I saw her at Kroger, but I didn't really meet her at Kroger. So that's not a meeting, what just happened. Nothing happened. I just passed, I just passed Brian by. Nothing actually ha happened. Okay, now we're going to meet for real, all right? Stand up. <laughs> Here we go. We're shopping. 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 Oh, hey, Zion. So good to see you. How are you doing? Oh, great. I'm just buying some milk. I'm really need to get Ben some cereal, so. Yeah. Cool. Well, good to see you. All right. Bye. Okay, so we met. That was an actual meeting. Something happened. We had a conversation. He said something, I listened. I said something, <laughs> he listened, right? So we, we had an actual conversation. It wasn't just like, you know? <laughs> That's not a meeting, okay? So let's just get, get this oriented in our mind. Intercession, it, you, it's a meeting where you meet with God and something actually happens, okay? So you can't just say like you're, you're interceding or you're praying and you're not actually hearing from the Lord and having a conversation with him because that's not what it is. What it is is an actual meeting where there's two-way talking going and something happens, right? So um, that is key to intercession. You have to have a relationship with God if you want to intercede. You have to. You have to talk to him. You have to listen to him. That has to happen for you to, to intercede and, and, and 
you know, participate with him in that. So um, that's what intercession means. It means to meet. It can also mean like to alight upon. That's, that's another use of it. And it's the same in Greek and Hebrew. They both mean that. They both mean to meet. So um, I want to go to Romans 8. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. What verse are you 14. It's up here. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these Sorry. are the sons of God. <laughs> so, if you want to be a son or a daughter of God, you are led by God, right? Again, there's listening, there's talking, something happens. You're not, just, you're not just parallel going along your day with God. There's something, there's communion that happens, right? I think I'll just tell, I'm going to tell you a testimony about intercession. Um, so if you were in Brandon's class, you've already heard this testimony. But, so you guys already know what's going to happen. Um, okay, so I was, I think I was 17, and I was going to school. I was homeschooled, but I had a, one day a week I would go to kind of like a school. And um, I was late, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, like, it, and I, had, I had a relationship with the Lord. I did. I loved God so much, and we talked a lot, you know. Um, so, you know, I was just, I was in communion with him frequently, and I was driving to school, and um, I just felt like a heaviness, like in the atmosphere, out of out of blue. I wasn't thinking about anything heavy or anything like that. It just hit me so strong, and um, I was like, "What is this, God?" You know. And he said, "Pray. You've got to pray." And I was like, "Okay, I'm on. I'm driving." I don't know, you know, I, I, I kind of felt like inside, like I just wanted to cry, you know, but my mind wasn't sad or anything. It just was like on the inside. And, um, and I, I pull into the parking lot and I'm like faced with, okay, I don't know what to do. I feel I could sit here and just weep, but I'm not like disturbed in my mind. And God's telling me to pray and I'm going to be late for class if I sit here and do this, you know? So I'm like, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And again, I heard the Holy Spirit really strong this time, and he said, pray. You need to pray. Today is, like, important, an important day. Pray. And I'm like, I, I've got class. I'm going to be late, and I'm a teenager, you know? <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, and he was like, he said, Danielle, um, you, like, every, every person in the world is going to remember this day, so I need you to pray. Like, you need to pray that the enemy's plans are stopped. It, it, it's, no one's going to forget this day. And I'm like, okay, that's serious. Um, so I start to pray, and I feel like this weeping inside of me, so I just let that kind of roll out, and I'm sitting there weeping, even though my mind isn't, you know, um, disturbed or anything. Like, it's, it's a spiritual thing, you know. So I'm, like, letting that flow, and it, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes or something, so I'm really late to class by now. You know, and... Um, I try to clean myself up. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to explain this, but okay, go to class. <laughs> so I 
rolled, I went in there, went to class, and um, I think it was partway through my second class, uh, our principal, Wendy Coleman, comes in, and she's like, you guys come to the sanctuary, the, the Twin Towers are on fire. And we're like, whoa, you know, and I didn't even think about it then. So we all, like, go into the sanctuary, and they put, it, they put the news on the um, projector, and it was 9-11. That was the day. And um, God was for real when he said, everyone in the world is going to remember this day. It's a, it's a big day, you know. And I didn't even think about it till later. I was like, I was like, that's what I was praying for. That's why it was heavy. That's what he, like, he called me to partner with him to bring about, like, change in the earth and to stop calamity, you know. And, like, there was that one plane that was headed somewhere, and it, it, you know, crashed before it got a chance to do any damage, you know. And I really wonder if it, I was praying and that was happening, you know. Like, uh, it was, you know, it's a big day. Anyway, um, so that's a, an, an example of how, you know, you, you partner with God and you're bringing about real change on the earth. You know, I've, I've prayed and interceded countless times since then, and I've never, like, seen the result of it quite like that, you know. But um, our prayers shake heaven and earth, and our prayers have an effect. But the, the key thing is to pray and to intercede in that way. You're partnering with the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Can we get um, the next Romans 8? Uh, yeah. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, like me, a 17-year-old who was, like, just thinking about being late for class, you know. <laughs> the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. We don't know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So intercession is um, it, it's a meeting that happens. Something happens, right? <laughs> it's not just you just walking, cruising in your life. It's something happens. You meet with the Lord. And um, you're participating with the Spirit of God to bring change to this world, to increase the government of Christ Jesus on this earth. That's what it is. So, gotta have a relationship with the Lord, right? It's kind of cool because I'm I'm a real, I'm a vision oriented person. Ben's a relationally oriented person, <laughs> and so for me, I'm like, okay, I know I'm supposed to be here to change the world. Like that's that's it. And then I find out, okay, to do that, you have to pray. And then I find out, to pray, you have to have a relationship with the Lord, which is why we're here, right? So, it, like, it circles, you know? Like, we end up functioning in our purpose to have a relationship with the Lord. And in that, we also function in our purpose to change the world, okay? But it's intentional. You have to be intentional and engaged in what the Lord wants to do. I think... So much we abdicate our authority to change the world because we don't know, or maybe we're lazy and we're just we're not like tuning into what he's saying and doing, you know. But it it is what he wants from us. He wants to increase his government and peace, and that's the role that we get to play with him together with the Holy Spirit. Amen. See if I missed anything. So, we're going to pray? Yeah, we're going to do it, guys. We're going to do it. We're actually going to pray today. <laughs> it's it's going to be great. All right, amen. If you would stand with me. So, what we're going to do, we're going to do uh, two different types of prayer this morning. 
we're going to start out by just doing corporate prayer. I'm actually going to lead us in prayer up here on the microphone. Uh, the worship team is going to uh, just complement the prayer. They're going to lead us in worship. They're going to sing the prayers. And this is an opportunity for you to be engaged in what's going on up here, right? So uh, what you can do during this time is engage, encounter the Lord, right? Encounter the Lord, look at the Lord, have conversations with the Lord, come into agreement, hopefully, with what's being prayed on the microphone, right? Add your yes and amen. And then we're going to transition to a time of uh, small group prayer, but we're going to kick it off as soon as Amy comes back. <laughs> All right, cool. We just choose to fix our eyes on you right now. Jesus, we just corporately lift our eyes to the hills from where our help comes from. God, we fix our gaze on you, Jesus. You're the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before you endured the cross, despising its shame, having sat down at the right hand of God. Father, we just come before you this morning, God, with one heart, with one mind, with one voice. God, as your church, as your ecclesia, whom the gates of Hades will not prevail against. Father, we just agree that we have been seated in heavenly places with you far above all rule and authority and every name which is named, both in heaven and on earth. And Father, we come before you this morning, God, with the host of heaven with myriads of angels, with the church of the firstborn enrolled in heaven. And we come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, whose blood speaks better than the blood of Abel. So Father, we come before you, God, in this time in our nation's history, in this critical hour. God, we just say that we look to you. God, we say a horse is a false hope for victory nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Father, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Father, we lift up the name of Jesus above this nation. We say there's no other name but the name of Jesus by which this nation may be saved. Oh God, the nations, they're your inheritance, Jesus. The United States of America belongs to you, Jesus. You shed your blood for the salvation of this nation. Father, we say your kingdom come, 
Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. We lift up your name. Behold, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence as with the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and the staff on their shoulders the rod of the oppressor is at the battle of Midian. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Father, we just come into agreement with your word. God, we bind the word of God to this nation. God, we say the increase of your government and of your peace shall know no end in Jesus' name.
Why are the nations in an uproar? Why are the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. Surely I will tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give the nations as your inheritance, the very ends of the earth as your possession. Father, we just agree that the nations, they will come with holding broken chains above their heads. God, the nations are your inheritance. God, we say, as for us, we will serve the Lord. God, by the grace of God, we say we've installed our king upon Mount Zion, upon your holy hill. We install Jesus over this nation in Jesus' name. Father, we just say that Jesus Christ is the hope of the nations. God, we just say we choose to fix our hope on you. God, not in man, not in a political candidate. God, there is no other name by which men may be saved in heaven or on earth but by the name of Jesus. God, we just ask forgive us for putting hope in false things, in other things, in candidates, in parties. God, we say our hope is in you, Jesus. You are the hope of the nations. We declare you're our hope, God. We will hope in you, God. We will hope in Jesus Christ. You're the hope of the nations, God. You're the hope of the nations. You're the hope of the nations, God. We hope in you, God.
All right, we're going we're gonna to transition into a time of small group prayer. The worship team is going to keep playing, but what we're going to do is this, if you're seated over here, you're going to pray for Donald Trump, all right? You're not going to pray political agenda-y prayers, right? We're going to pray for Donald Trump like he's our own father, okay? Like he's our own brother, our own uncle. We want Donald Trump to know Jesus, right? We want him to have a revelation of Jesus, not even to serve our own political agendas, but because Jesus died for Donald Trump, guys. He shed his blood. He loves Donald Trump. He loves Hillary Clinton, okay? He longs for them to know him in an intimate way. So if you're seated over here, you guys break up into groups of two or three and just pray for Donald Trump. Pray for him that he would have a revelation of Jesus Christ. If you're seated over here, pray for Hillary Clinton. Intercede for her that she would have a revelation of the length, the width, the height, the depth, that she would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. If you're seated over here, you can go ahead, break up into groups of two or three. Here, we're going to pray for the, the judicial branch, right? Pray for Supreme Court justices, for those that are in our land, guys. Pray for them. Pray that they would do justice and love mercy, that they would walk humbly with God. And if you're seated over here, you're going to pray for our Congress, for our nation's uh, representatives and senators, for our local government. Just lift them up. Pray that they would have an encounter with Jesus, all right? And if you don't know what to pray, Kim, Kim's going to go to the next slide. There are some apostolic prayers that you can pray for them. The worship team's going to keep leading us, but just, just break up into groups for five minutes. We're going to pray.
if if you're praying, you can continue to pray. Just want to just close us in prayer just before uh, we release you to pick up your children. Father, I just thank you. Uh, thank you for Jesus. God, we just agree with Peter. We agree with that revelation that Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. God, we just lay hold of that revelation upon which you have promised to build your church, your ecclesia, that the gates of Hades would not overpower it. Father, I just bless these people. God, I pray that your kingdom would come, that your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, God, in our nation, in our homes, God, in our families, and in the nations of the earth. God, I pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Um, real quick, um, Brandon's going to be up. The, the healing team's going to be up here to my right, your left. Uh, there was a word for rotator cuff uh, situation that they want to pray specifically for. But if you have anything in relationship uh, healing that you want prayer for, they'll be up here. Um, so just want to thank you for taking this journey with us this morning. I, I just encourage you, it's not a call for just now. It's a call for a lifetime, a, a, a lifestyle of prayer and intercession of heart for worship. And so, Lord, I thank you, and I agree with the words of Ben. I thank you that you draw us out into that. I thank you that even there's an opportunity tonight to declare that over the persecuted church that we can come and pray uh, at BCF. God, for the persecuted church, Lord, give us, Lord, take us even into that, that heart, Lord God, to even pray for people we don't even know that are getting persecuted all over this nation, or all over this world, Lord God. We just want to pray in Jesus' name, God. Give us, continue to birth our hearts to help us to know that such a time as this, we have prayers that can uh, prosper people, Lord. We have prayers that can rescue people. And so, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, give us that heart, give us that passion, and give us that, as they call it, that assembly, that when we come together, that we know we have a place and a call to, to, to make a difference in this nation, in this world, and in our communities. We ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, BCF, another awesome time to pray. Every day at noon, except on Friday, every day at noon, you can come here and pray. There will be somebody praying. And on Wednesday nights, come out and pray. 6.30. All right, y'all have a great week. If you're still praying, feel free to keep praying. If you have a rotator cuff issue, I encourage you to come up. Just feel like there's some faith for that this morning. Anything else? Definitely we have some faith for anything. But I'm going to pray for Christina. Christina.